This is Connect Nation, an award-winning podcast focused on all things broadband. From closing the digital divide to improving your internet speeds, we talk technology topics that impact all of us, our families, and our neighborhoods. On today's podcast, we return to Michigan for part three of our look at the Michigan Connected Future Tour. It's an ambitious 40-stop listening tour being conducted by the Michigan High-Speed Internet Office, also called MyHi, which is now developing a five-year internet connectivity plan for the state. Today, you'll hear from two retirees about why senior citizens must be part of that plan and will eavesdrop, so to speak, on the discussion group tasked with tackling affordable access for all. I'm Jessica Denson, and this is Connected Nation. I'm Jessica Denson. I've been on the road following the My High listening tour. So thank you guys so much for being here. Give yourselves a round of applause for being here. Today's listening session is being held in Benton Harbor, which is located in Berrien County. The county covers the far southwest corner of the state, bordering the tip of Indiana and running along the coast of Lake Michigan. This stop is taking place in a large conference room at Lake Michigan College. That's where I met Carol and John O'Brien. I am here because we don't have internet. We can't get internet. Um, I've called many places and we live out in the country and you can't do a hotspot because we live in the country and we don't have any other options. So I'm here to hear what this organization can do for us, if anything. And for you, John, uh, why are you here? Same reason? I've been to other places. In fact, the uh, License Bureau over in Niles told me that Whatever I was doing that day, I would not be able to do it in the future unless I'd done it online because the offices probably wouldn't be here. So you're going to be forced into it. So So that would affect your business? No, it was personal. Oh, it was personal. Um, so basically everything's moving online, and, and if you don't have access, you're left out. Exactly. Uh, I think that's the pandemic kind of showed that to everyone. Yes. Um, do you have any children? Do you live alone, or what's your situation? You said it was a farm? Yes. Uh, no children that live at home, but yeah, it's just us, two retired people, but you cannot do anything unless it's online, and that's what's frustrating. Everybody else has, we can put a man on the moon, but we can't get internet to rural areas, which I think is crazy, so yes. Uh, Tell me a little bit about this area of Michigan that we're in. For somebody who's never been here, can you share a little bit more about why you live here, why it's a great place to be, um, what there is to do, why people come here and stay? Uh, it's a nice place to be, to live. Um, you have a variety of um, livestock growing in the area, uh, poultry in the area, um, fruit and vegetables in the area. We have a little bit of everything. Um, it's just really nice, but we need to modernize with the Internet and stuff like that. Otherwise, Is this an area with some tourism? I I noticed today it's February day, but it's a really nice day. A little windy, but very warm and beautiful outside. Is that what Michigan is really all about, is the beauty? In this area, yes, because we have the lake and everyone is flocked to the lake. Yes, that, that's definitely part of the reason, yes. So I would think having access matters to businesses as well as, yes. as residents. Yes, yeah. yeah, that's correct, yeah. All right, well, thank you both. Uh, if, in a perfect world, what do you hope to come out of today? That we would, that, that the powers that be would see that 
not just towns need the internet, that people in the country actually need it worse because the people in the towns already have it uh, where we don't have it and there's a need. The room of about 60 to 70 people has now split into two discussion groups, one focused on accessibility where the majority of people have gravitated. The other group has just seven people trying to tackle the issue of affordable internet access. I head to this smaller table to listen into their discussion and learn why this issue matters to them most. I guess mine is relatively inexpensive, I guess, but mm -hmm. it's, you get what you pay for, right. it's garbage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I sit and watch it clock so much of my life that um, yeah. it's frustrating. Um, yeah, and I, I'm fortunate that I can afford my internet, and I do have a cable company internet, but um, having, you know, interacted with people all around the county, um, the biggest complaint that I do get is availability from the people who don't have internet, because the people who do have internet don't complain. Um, uh, some complain about the cost, but, um, you know, Sometimes people have to use a hotspot, mm -hmm. and then gets it either gets way slowed down, or they run out of minute minutes. bandwidth, We've and then they that. don't have the ability to make it through the whole month. Too expensive, yes. It's too expensive, and the overage charges are horrible when you when you have to go beyond the the allowable amount of data. So. And I, I, I don't know a lot of people personally who don't have it because they can't afford it. I, I just know that I can afford it, but I can really appreciate that a lot of people probably can't. Uh, and it makes it really hard to get all the things that people need to do in life done. And I have it too. Mm -hmm. um, I have a AT&T, uh, what they call it. Anyway, uh, it's underground cable, and it's it's very reliable, but it's expensive. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about choices because I I'm not using it as much as I was before because I work a lot, so I'm on my company's internet doing things, mm -hmm. and I might use it maybe a couple times a month, and I'm paying big bucks. Mm -hmm. It seems like with I have Uverse. That's what it's called. U everything's gone to where you have to use a computer or phone. It's a necessity now. Yeah, it's, it is. You can't do anything without yeah. it hardly. And it's hard when you can't afford a necessity. Yeah. Right. It eats into the other necessities. And then you talk to the customer service people, and you're not that important, it seems. Mm -hmm. Because nobody wants to talk to you about a deal before when you call the company. They tried to make a way to keep you. They didn't want to let you go because right. you had been there so long. Because I've been with AT&T mm -hmm. probably like 40 years. Yeah. And I'm thinking about cutting the cord. Yeah. Because Verizon the does the same thing to me. Or not Verizon. Frontier. That's what it is. Frontier. They raise my thing like, you know, out of clear blue, it'll go up 20 or 30 bucks. Mm -hmm. And you call them, you're on the phone an hour. Yes. You have to put it on speaker. Hour plus. Yes. With, with bad music. And, and yes. the thing of it is, is it's and such bad, bad internet. Mm -hmm. How dare you raise it? I'm not getting anything, you know, to pay more for. If anything, you should cut it in half or, you know, yeah. You raise a good point. So I used to have a landline, right? Uh -huh. and, and you have to have a phone to, to live. But yes. the affordability of it, and, and I'm blessed, I can afford it, but it was, it didn't make sense to keep my landline when I'm always on my cell phone or on my computer. So um, 
I, I guess where I'm going with that is the affordability of internet. You, there's no choices either. You, yeah. you have it or you don't, and it's mm-hmm. more space than you need or more minutes than you need. I don't right. know if the flexibility of affordability is part of that. Because either you take something that spins all day or you get a good plan where you get it done. Yeah. And I don't want to spend my time watching the thing spin to get yeah. my stuff done. One of the things I worry about in affordability, and I didn't, I like to think, okay, what am I not seeing and what am I not hearing? And and during the pandemic, we get opportunities to hear things, you know, and I, I'd heard of circumstances where youth were going to McDonald's, they were homeless or without service at home, and then McDonald's shut down and they had no internet. And so now they're distributed for school and they have no connectivity. That, that's not necessarily affordability, but it is where are we not hearing people who cannot afford? And how are we making sure that we understand that the people providing are invested in our community to provide affordable service? That's true. Right? Because we need them as community partners for both those of us who have and, but what are we not seeing? Where are we not hearing? Because sometimes the people that cannot afford something are the quiet offset, the distant. We don't think about it. Until I heard or saw those instances, I was like, I'd never thought about those kids before. What else am I not seeing? I also spent some time with two people representing the agricultural industry, a member of the Michigan State Farm Bureau and a local man whose farm has been in his family's care for generations. On our next episode, hear from them about why internet connectivity is critical to not just keeping America's farmers and ranchers thriving, but helping them survive. I'm Jessica Denson. Thanks for listening to Connected Nation. If you like our show and want to know more about us, head to connectednation.org or look for the latest episodes on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Pandora, or Spotify.